Hey guys, welcome to the Teacher's Purgatory podcast for September 23rd, 2018. Already late in September and school is going strong for most people out there, including myself. Having a great time, uh, especially with my courses. We are learning the Iliad right now. I'm teaching a little negative numbers in math class and beyond that. What else do I got going? Uh, some Latin, first conjugation, second conjugation, stuff like that. Um, but I'm having a, a great year so far in my classroom and beyond. Um, just wanted to get back on the podcast a little bit. Um, I've already been discovered. So um, if you're listening out there and you're one of my students, go do your homework. Stop listening to me. All right? You already pay for that privilege. And you have to listen to me all day, so go away. Big things happening in the Jorgensen household as, as we see it. So my wife's away again. She was back in town for five days uh, from Augusta, Georgia. Let me tell you something about Augusta, Georgia. That town is so boring. You would think that with the masters there, they would have like tourist spots all set up and it would be really thriving. That is the most southern Georgia town. Well, it's actually on the coast between Georgia and South Carolina. But it is like, if you imagine sleepy Georgia, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you can't even see into the Masters facility or Augusta National as it is. You can't even see in there. It's so blocked off. And then all the rest of it is just nothing. It's got nothing. But she worked there for about four weeks, and it was a good it was a good rotation for her. And now she's off to Tampa, Florida, my old stomping grounds down in Tampa. And uh, hopefully that one goes well for her as well. She's doing a lot of orthopedic stuff, and uh, I get a lot of, you know. Interesting stories, let's say. Interesting stories that maybe she'll come back on the podcast and share with us. As she's in Tampa, I am bachelor. I'm bachelor again, and it is horrible. It is horrible. I cannot believe how lazy I am when my wife is not around. I'm talking, all right, you know, five days worth of dishes. Right, barely, uh, barely remember to feed the cat. Lean cuisine for lunch every day, every day I've had a lean cuisine, and these lean cuisines, I, you know, you get them freezing huge on sodium, but that's all right. I mean, the, a lot of them are just like Mexican dishes, not you know, not even real Mexican, but uh, the you know beans and rice and then an enchilada or a Tostito or something like that. But I go in there, I heat it up for five minutes, whatever it says on the box, and, uh, you know, spend my lunch burning my mouth off because, they, you know, they tell you the heating instructions, but they're never right. They're never right. It's always too hot when I take it out of the microwave. And so I just sit there at lunch burning my mouth off. It's so frustrating. That reminded me today. So I go to Dunkin' Donuts. I love Dunkin' Donuts. Got my own app and everything. And I go in Dunkin' Donuts and I order an iced coffee. And the reason why I get the iced coffee is because it is 
easier to drink, especially when you're eating something. Because when you go to you know, either Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts and you order a hot coffee, you have to wait a half hour for the hot coffee to be cold or warm enough so you can actually drink it. Otherwise, it'll just scald your, your, your tongue. So I go in there, and the guys... And the guy gets the order wrong, and he puts a hot coffee, and I'm just too much of a pushover, I guess, to correct him. And plus, I kind of wanted a coffee cup, not a iced coffee plastic cup, because I was going to church after that, you know, and I didn't want to look like it just, you know, people walk into places with iced coffee cups, and it just does not look good at all. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's just the informality of it all, but it just doesn't look good. So anyway, he gives me a, a... um, a hot coffee cup and I'm sitting there tr- trying to eat a donut and drink this coffee and it's just impossible you can't drink the coffee you know one sip it's not enough gotta go get some water wash down the donut so I you know iced coffee all the way I don't care if it's zero degrees outside if I'm getting something to eat at a coffee shop I'm always gonna go with iced coffee so that was my adventure today. I'm going to roll that into my restaurant review. It's not going to be Dunkin' Donuts. So there's this place called Nota Bene up the street. Okay. And it's usually an Italian place, but they opened it up for brunch. Um, and I walk in there today, and it's a rainy day in Richmond, as you can tell if you follow me on Instagram. But I walk in there for brunch, and nobody's in there. Nobody's in there. And the lady goes, yeah, you can sit at the bar. That's fine. Uh, I have the New York Times. And she brings me over like the whole New York Times. I didn't even ask for it. She just puts it in front of me. Anyway, I read an interesting article about uh, the Pope is now, um, he's recognizing bishops in the Catholic Church that were appointed by the state of China or by the communist state of China uh, before they were excommunicated. But now he like struck a deal with China in order for the real underground bishops to be recognized and not persecuted um, by accepting and recognizing the state appointed bishops. It's an interesting story, especially with uh, the government around there and our own relations with China. From what I read the Protestants are growing faster than the Catholics, and so maybe this is a way for uh, Catholicism to uh, dig a little deeper down in the communist state. Anyway, that's what I read out of the New York Times, so shout out to that lady for at least giving me the opportunity to read that article. Other than that, I sat down at the bar, and the uh, short menu, uh, brunch menu, and the only thing that looks enticing me were ricotta pancakes now i thought ricotta pancakes were pancakes with ricotta cheese on top of them so i wasn't going to be wild about that but i asked the bartender how how they were and she said no they're mixed in it makes the pancake more fluffy I'm like, all right i'll try that and it brings them over and they're topped with a little bit of whipped cream not too much you know not overbearing almond sprinkles and fresh figs not like dried figs fresh figs these things were amazing, amazing. I like the best pancakes I've had in so long. Absolutely incredible. And uh, so shout out to Nota Bene for the best pancakes from an Italian place. Super weird. But uh, that brunch, probably the best, I guess, plate that I've had at a brunch. 
in quite some time, maybe ever in Richmond. Um, so a strong, strong 8.5 for that brunch experience. Now, I'm not a veteran enough to tell you how good the other stuff was, uh, but right now that has an 8.5. So if 8.5 bananas, forgot to say that, 8.5 bananas out of 10 for Nota Bene uh, brunch on Sunday. Hit them up. And then as I'm walking around the streets on the way back home, Bird has landed in Richmond. If you're not familiar with it, Bird is a company that um, le- lends out electric scooters, and they are not dockable. So you don't put them in a station and then and then pay the station to get one. They're just in out on the street. And you, what you do is you grab the app, uh, download the app, and then you can find where these Bird scooters are uh, on the on the map. And go and get one and then rent one for I think it's a dollar and then it's rent it for a dollar, 10 cents a minute afterwards, which I mean could be a good deal if you're just going, you know, a couple blocks over or maybe, maybe take a 20 minute uh, trip that usually takes you 20 minutes to walk. Now you're taking an electric scooter, takes you half the time and you're there and you only paid two bucks to get there. So that doesn't make any sense. Two dollars, maybe, I don't know. Um, but they have officially come to Richmond, and I know they're up in Baltimore because my brother lives in downtown Baltimore, and I've seen him do that. But apparently, four weeks ago, Bird, the company, just dropped these scooters in Richmond. Basically, they came in the night, dropped them off, and left. And the Richmond city was like, no, 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 that ain't happening. And they started taking them back and taking them away from Bird and saying, these are our property until you get... Uh, the correct business forms or license to operate in Richmond City. So apparently that's been going on for a month and they finally got it because these are all over the place, um, especially around VCU Uptown, which is cool. So I hope to to utilize that perk later on. So anyway, that's what's going on in my life a little bit. Um, I'm excited to bring you part two now of... A segment, new segment we did last time with Alexis, and that is Yahoo Answers. All right, so here we go. I wish I had some theme music to this. Shout out uh, Sean Simpson, try to give me some theme music. All right. Um, question number one The Romans were not white, they were brown people. Why are white people in denial about this? Um, I. Wow. Uh, I never heard that white people were in denial about this, and I've never heard brown people. Um, I don't know what the basis for this question is. Um, they're definitely Mediterranean, and that is what we, I think, like Greek, like olive skin. Um, would they be considered white as we are today? M- maybe not. I, you know, I, does it really matter? Uh, they weren't really, you know, classifying each other as white or black or Asian or whatever we use today to represent races. Um, it's white people are in denial about this. Why would they be in denial about this? Horrible question, sir. Horrible question. And I, uh, I think you should ask yourself, does it really matter? There you go. There's a question for you. All right. 
Question number two. Are you dateable? Are you undateable? Are you undateable? Uh, yes, I am undateable. I cannot be dated by anybody anymore except for my wife who does go on dates with me. So maybe I am dateable. Are you undateable? For you, yes, I am undateable. You cannot date me. Question number three. What is life? What is <laughs> What is life? Oh, man, I would love to see the answer to this. Here we go. Answer number one. Research the life of a late comedian, Rodney Dangerfield, if you want to know. No, I wouldn't do that. Life allows us to connect with others and establish relationships with human and or animals. We also aim to help each other. No. Life is in order to glorify God and serve him forever. In your face, Westminster Confession. There you go. All right. Oh, I had this question today. Or I had a question about Thanksgiving in my class. I won't share it with you right now, but if you're ever on the street, let me tell you that story. All right, next question. At Thanksgiving, which do you like better, pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie? Ah, that's an interesting. Well, first of all, I don't think sweet potato should be a pie. I don't think it should be a pie. I think it should be a side dish, a lot like mashed potatoes, except for a sweet potato. I also like uh, my sweet potatoes with brown sugar and butter. Um, and putting it in a pie, uh, no, I don't like that at all. So I'm going to go with pumpkin pie here. But pumpkin pie should not be a staple at Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, pumpkin is not that great. It's a good flavor, not a great pie. It's probably bottom 10 of my pies if I were to rank pies. Pumpkin's down there. Do not like it. Not my favorite. Got to go with uh, apple. Apple all the way. What's more American than apple pie? All right. Where am I at? Question number... Let's see. One, two, three, four. Question number five. Next question. Here we go. Question number five. Why do old people have big ears? Oh, I actually know the answer to this question. Because our ears and our nose never stops growing. That's the answer. In your face, whoever you are, at senior citizens, that's what it says. When naval bases, it's question number six. When naval bases are flooded, what will global warming deniers blame for the flooding? Wow, I don't know how you connected those two things. When naval bases are flooded, what will global warming deniers blame for the flooding? Well, my question to you, sir, will we ever know if a naval base is flooded? Maybe the ships will just keep on floating. Keep on floating. Oh, I like this answer. First answer, fake news. As they scuba dive down into lying rooms of their beach houses, they can continue to deny global warming with annual rare events to look forward to, yearly hundred-year storms, and so on. Just paste a label on it like rare event or hundred-year storm, and it sort of seems to go away again. First of all, I, you know, are, are Navy people big deniers of global warming? And I think we would figure out whether it was flooding and what to do. It's not like if global warming warming's real, the flooding's going to happen any day. 
it's like a build-up thing. That's what I thought it was. Like, the ice glaciers are generally melting. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Question number seven. All right, here's one. Here's a good one. Can I smoke and still be healthy? I smoke between seven and nine cigarettes a day. Quitting isn't an option right now. Trying to eat more protein and more vegetables. Does smoking inhibit nutrition? I'm a very active person, and I'm underweight. Well, okay. Number one, no. Can I smoke and still be healthy? No. Smoking, especially if you smoke cigarettes, you're introducing carcinogens into your body that will eventually and has been proven to cause cancer, and especially in the lungs. Now, you could be underweight because you do eat a lot of protein and vegetables but also you're probably underweight because smoking also inhibits your appetite which cigarettes are known to do so saying that you're underweight doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy Um, now can you still smoke a pipe or a cigar and be healthy Um, I say if you don't do it too much I'm saying like once a year pat myself on the back you do it like me, you'll be healthy. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number eight. If you were Bigfoot, would you reveal yourself to humans? That is a great question. If I were Bigfoot, would I reveal myself to humans? No. Mm-mm. Nope. If I was Bigfoot, I would not reveal myself to humans. Now, I don't know what link that would go to. Like, if I was Bigfoot and I hadn't eaten for three days, yeah, I'd pro- I mean, that would be hard not to just go to, go to a convenience store and reveal myself to humans. Now, are we saying, like, Bigfoot is a person dressed up as a Sasquatch, or are we saying a Sasquatch is, like, an actual being? All right, this is too weird. We're not going to talk about it anymore. The answer, I, I would not reveal myself to human beings, and, but I would probably not be able to eat, so then I would. There's your answer. Question number nine. I have an old metal bat I found in my garage. What should I do with it? <laughs> Why are you asking the internet? All right, this is what you should do with it. You should go to the batting cage. See if that old bat, old metal bat, still has some ping to it. And if it's dead, throw it away. Or sell it on, e- or sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Even better. Sell it on Facebook Marketplace to a T-ball league. For five bucks. There you go. There's your answer. Question number ten. IQ proves how smart you are. The people who are in denial are wrong and low IQ. True or false? Why? All right. I think not a lot of people... Well, I may be wrong on this. But I've never taken an IQ test. I've never met somebody that bragged about their IQ score. First of all, where do you... Here's a question. Where do you take an IQ test? If you take one on the internet, how do you know that's uh, reputable? You know, 
What is your IQ score? Who 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 gives out the IQ tests? And the other thing, well, let me let me answer your question. IQ proves how sm smart you are. Does it? Yeah, I guess. It just puts you on a spectrum, though. The people who are in denial are wrong. Are in denial about what? Your grammar is terrible. Maybe you're in denial. The people who are in denial are wrong and low IQ. True or false? Why? You didn't even spell out true or false. I think you're in denial, buddy. Um, the people who are in denial are wrong and low IQ. What I think that... This is what I learned from my education course. Shout out college education courses. The IQ test is supposed to... Supposed to... Uh, reveal... If my, my information is correct... It is supposed to reveal those who are on the lower spectrum so you can help them out. Um, I've never heard of like, all right, if you're only this IQ, you may apply for this job. Uh, if you're only a Mensa, that we're only taking Mensas in our job application. Um, I think the IQ test is more for the uh, disabled in our community than for the, the uh, smarter. And so I don't think they would be in denial um, and why aren't they in denial? Probably for those of low scores, they just don't want to be embarrassed. But uh, not something I regularly talk about with people. So there's your long answer to your stupid question. And that's the end of Yahoo questions. Thank you very much. All right, so I appreciate you hanging on with me. Get some guests on that segment as well. Uh, I think it makes it a lot more interactive, if you will. But... um. Let's move on to some separate things. So what, what am I watching? What am I watching lately? Well, I finished. I'm in the midst of reading the Iliad with my class. And so I'm watching Troy. Troy, the fall of the city. And this is a Netflix original. And I was trying to find out how accurate this was. Now, I've watched the movie Troy. And of course, that that is not accurate. Um, but... The action in that movie, I think, is what grips people and is very well done in terms of stage and acting. Brad Pitt's a beast in that movie, and especially his fight scene as Achilles. Troy, um, very inclusive, I will say that, with actors. Um, but it also, it just, it starts out good. Like, starts out very well done. And you get the backstory of before Troy. And then it just kind of gets worse. See, here's the thing about the Iliad and epics like this. You don't have to make it anything up. Like the story themselves, there's a reason why these calls are, are, are epic poems, are great books, if you will. You don't have to make stuff up in movies. If you just went right off what the book said, it would be as entertaining, if not more. So like in this one, uh, Paris goes one-on-one -on -one combat and, you know, it's in the book, like he just gets dominated. And in this one, he like, he has a fighting chance and then he finally gets caught and then, you know, he runs away. But in the book, he's he, uh, the goddess takes him and puts him in his bedroom, like poofs him from the battlefield. And this one, he just runs away and he finds like Amazons from Wonder Woman. It's too, like you didn't have to stray from the book didn't have to stray and the gods are not uh portrayed very well in terms of their power like the gods intervene a lot in the iliad a lot 
um, in very circum or not circumstantial ways, very uh, physical ways that are obvious. Um, so I don't know why, you know, production companies feel like they have to go off script and create their own story um, off of a epic, off of a great book, off of something that's already said to be um, a fascinating and gripping story. So anyway, um, not like in not like in the latter part of this series um, at all, and it gets kind of boring. Um, so I'm going to, jeez, uh, 5.2 bananas out of 10 for Troy. Yeah. What else am I seeing? Uh, I watched Ant-Man and the Wasps at the Bird Theater. The Bird Theater is an old theater in Richmond. And on Saturday nights, here's a little ad for you. On Saturday nights, they have an organ player. So they have the old organ from when silent movies came out. They bought a Whirler, I think it's called, a Whirler organ. And this organ, those the most pedals and the most uh, you know, switches I've ever seen on an organ. And it was used to accompany silent movies and be the background mu- music for the silent movies. And anyway, this guy plays it every Saturday night before the, mu- before the uh, movie starts. He is playing uh, A Wonderful World. Um, yeah, just, just classics like that. And then this Friday, they're... He, they're bringing in this guy to play the organ for the original Phantom of the Opera. So I plan on going seeing that uh, silent movie, Phantom of the Opera, going to a, an old theater to watch an old movie and transport myself back into the early 1900s, which is going to be pretty cool. So if you're listening to this and, and you're in Richmond, let me know, all right, because I don't have anybody to go with right now. It's going to be me batching it up. So real quickly, before I get to um, the ending of this podcast and a little something I was observing and kind of chuckling to myself in church today. But how am I doing college football-wise? Uh, not, not great. I'm above 500 in my picks. Um, I'm, you know, I... I'm doing pretty well. I have this league with my family, and I'm above 500, but I haven't won uh, a week. Uh, I've, I've tied a bunch of times. Not a bunch of times. I tied a couple times, and I've lost uh, for the tiebreaker. This last week is that way. I'm leading them all in terms of percentage, but I've never won a single week. So I'm very frustrated by that, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop out. Not really, but it's just not fun. Like, if I don't win, it's not fun. That's, that's all sports is for me. If I win, I'm having fun. If not, I feel like, all right, this is a waste of my time. I'm Andy Bernard. I either win or I quit them because they're not fair. But tis the season for early upsets. Uh, last night, ODU beat Virginia Tech out of nowhere. Um, before that, TCU gets beat by Texas. Who was before that unranked and lost to Maryland? You know, I I don't really know. This early in the season, it's still kind of like, all right, you you didn't, you weren't as good as people thought you were before the season, and that's why you're still ranked right now. Um, so there is that element to throw into it. But ODU beating Virginia Tech, holy moly, 
That's crazy. Still don't know what's going to happen in the SEC East. It looks like a trash conference, trash side of the conference. Um, it looks like an easy Georgia win, but then you never know. You just never know. What if, what if they lose to Florida? What if they get upset somehow by Georgia Tech? You know, people were on Purdue earlier. Purdue rolls Boston College. Purdue rolled Boston College. Not that that had anything to do with SEC East, but still, it's like these games sneak up on people. You don't even know what's going on, and bam, bam. So uh, I think the only sure things right now, Clemson's good, Alabama's good, Ohio State's good again. Uh, I just wish Michigan gets one and throws a wrench into that whole thing. And um, Washington's good, you know, that lost close to Auburn. But they're they're beating people like they should be. So they're still in the running right now. But I don't think until the Apple Cup, really, until the Apple Cup, we'll know uh, if Washington is going to make the playoffs or not. So, yeah, I know this was kind of a bogus analysis, but those are my short thoughts on the college football day. Uh, luckily, the Seahawks redeemed it for me today, beating the Cowboys Seahawks are terrible this year. Not terrible. They're just not good this year. Um, maybe we'll make a wild card spot. Go seven and nine. <laughs> um, and what else? Oh, Tiger won the Tour Championship. Not that I care that much about Tiger. But what I do care about is the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup, to me, is the best golfing event out of any of them. Better than Masters, better than the British Open, better better than any major. I think the Ryder Cup's the best. It's so fun. So fun to watch. It's like team golf. I love it. Love it. And if Tiger's hitting his hot streak right now, good. Good. Let's roll. Let's roll Europe. So here we go. Final thoughts. Final thoughts is on gluten-free. Heard a lot about gluten-free lately. I... So we learned about uh, we're learning about Ruth and Boaz in church lately. That's the sermon series, and Ruth's gathering up some grain to go make bread for her mother-in-law. Then we read, read about Jesus feeding the five thousand, and you notice like, oh, I should feed these five thousand, but make sure I don't put gluten in it. Like that's not in the Bible, all right. And when people say. You know, people back when didn't eat gluten, well, yeah. Well, I mean, they made it from fresh ingredients, okay? So maybe people aren't allergic to gluten like they think they are. Maybe they're just allergic to the chemicals that are in these breads, this white bread. You can't tell me this white sandwich bread is the same as the bread back then. Definitely not. Maybe you're just allergic to the chemicals, not gluten, is gluten a chemical? Am, am I an idiot? But, I mean, come on. Come on, people. Especially church people. We have gluten-free communion. Are you kidding me? Not the Last Supper. The Last Supper, the disciples are like raising their hands. Oh, do we have a gluten-free option? No. Get out of here. Gluten-free. Gotta be kidding me. I mean, yes, if you have a real gluten allergy, like you eat the bread and your throat closes up, yeah, you should not have gluten. 
All right, but if you get like hangry or not hangry, if you get upset and your belly is upset because you ate bread, check check what the bread's made out of. Not, I mean, like check the chemicals in the bread. Check the ingredients of the bread. If it's not just plain flour and water, come on. Show up a little bit. Gosh, I need to be more informed before I make these hot takes. All right, let's go to the verse. All right, here we go. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances, even when your life or your wife, pretty much my life, my wife is in Tampa away from me. There's obviously a reason, and we're going to stick it out. All right, obviously, uh, if you have a problem with my take on gluten, let me know and bash me in an email. I need more of those. And uh, you can rip me for my dairy allergy, if you will. All right, see ya. See ya when I see ya.